Gab and Gilmore. I'm Jackie. And I'm Catherine. We're sisters, moms, and in our humble opinion, Gilmore Girls experts. So hop in your Jeep and join us for Friday night dinner. Hey everyone, today's topic is about a really important Gilmore Girls romance. Yeah, you guessed it. Luke and Lorelai. But we're coming at it from a slightly different angle, a side character, Liz, Luke's sister, of course. And the question is kind of a theory that Jackie has. So Jackie, tell it to us. Okay, you ready? Yeah. What was that? It was a drum roll. Sounded like a helicopter. (laughs) Do we nail it? (laughs) Yeah, we nailed it. Y'all got that, right? Y'all got that reference? Okay, Okay, good. All right. So tell us your theory. (laughs) (laughs) Would there be a Luke and Lorelai without Liz? Ooh, what a question. This is my new theory. Tell us more. And I think that this is accurate. (laughs) Okay. I'm going with this. All right. Um, Because I've been analyzing like the trajectory of Luke and Lorelai from Mm -hmm. day one. Yeah. And then if you look at where like Liz comes in and how Mm. she affects Luke's relationship, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, no, this relationship would not have happened without Liz. And Mm. and I love bold theory. Liz, I don't think, I don't know if anyone's ever come up with this theory. So I feel like it's very original. This is new and original. It's very original, Jackie. (laughs) You have created this theory and you're going to tell us all about it. All right. So I feel like before... We go on with this. We have to take a look at Luke because, you know, I love my background. Yeah. So we got to, like, think about where Luke is when we come in on him, right? So mm-hmm. he's, like, he's a single guy. He's a he's a business owner. Yep. Um, he has no parents. His parents are deceased. Mm-hmm. And he has really no family to speak of that we know of at the beginning. Right. Um, and then he has no spouse. He has no partner. Or, really, he has no friends. You're so right. He really doesn't like is is Lorelai his only yeah, friend? And they're not even that close in season one. They're really not. He's that grouchy kind yeah. of like solo, you know, single guy. So I call him um untethered. This is my word for Luke. Yeah. He He's is kind untethered. of untethered. He has no friends. He's like is like Kirk his closest around, friend? Right. It's so mean, sad. No, he's got no one to speak of. So I started mm. thinking about like what does that mean for someone when they are untethered? Yeah. Like when they have no one close to them, no accountability to anyone. Yeah. And like what I mean by accountability is just like if you don't have anyone sort of like looking out for you, looking over your shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, asking you like, what did you do today? Right. Or even like, why did you make that decision? Right. Why Keeping did you honest. Yeah. Like <laughs> just kind of questioning. And, mm. you know, I think it's different when people lose their parents. And like, yes. how does that affect how they make decisions right does it impact you know your moral compass right and he's still kind of making some decisions based on what he thinks his parents would have wanted or would have thought that's right like his father you know what he would have wanted for uncle that's right oh uncle louis that's so true so we do kind of living his life that that way Mm -hmm. that's true which is nice and we do hear him talk about his father throughout and then later on his mother just a very little bit Um, but Although yeah, that's his true. father also might have been like, screw this, that's like, right. forget about Louis and all, all of his memorabilia, just bury him, that's you know, true. so he doesn't have the benefit of them being present and being able to have evolving opinions. That's yeah. true. I mean, I think there's something, you know, special about having extended family, although we see that 
play out later when he has more family oh, and we yeah. see that Lorelai has a lot of extended family and then, you know, how it can be challenging. So, you know, I think I just wanted to explore that a little bit um, because I yeah. love how Luke starts off with no one. Yeah, and he is then kind of a solo like, mountain man. Yeah, he likes outdoors. You know, yeah. he just works. He's grouchy. Um, and then I think that we see that writers layer in the family. You know, they slowly do. but surely. They do. Layer, layer, layer. And how that changes Luke throughout the season. Yeah. It's kind of fun to think about. Yeah, it's almost like they looked at Luke as sort of a blank slate. Like, yes. okay, because he's so untethered, yes. let's have some characters go in and out of his life a little bit and see, see how he, he reacts does. to all this family right. and, and girlfriends. and Exactly. Yeah. I think, like, Nicole is such a good example mm. um, because even though he does have Jess when Nicole yeah. enters the picture, and in fact, right. Jess pushes him to ask out Nicole. He does. So maybe Nicole isn't the perfect example here, but the fact that he just randomly gets married on the boat is one of those things that's like kind of off character. Mm -hmm. We never really know why he does it. No. But to me, it just symbolizes that that lack of accountability. He doesn't have to tell anyone why. True. Or explain his behavior. Or even that they got married. I mean, he doesn't tell anyone right away. He waits for a while to tell Lorelai until she pushes him on it. That's right. And I I love that part where Lorelai is trying to insert herself more into his life. And not just insert herself, but to explain to him what it means to be a friend. Mm -hmm. And so she's saying, I'm asking you questions about your life. You didn't tell me that you moved. Right. Like, that's not a normal thing for a friend to not tell a friend. And mm-hmm. he gets so mad about that. He does. He's just so angry that he has to have accountability to this person. I know. That he is yelling at her, I owe you nothing. I know. Nothing? Right. Like, this is years of a friendship. Yeah. And it's kind of hurtful to tell Lorelai that he owes her nothing. I think he it says something hurtful. like, I've been tying my shoe since I was three. It's like, whoa. Like, you really want to have zero accountability to yeah. anyone and Complete just independence. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that because I just watched the episode the other day of when he and Nicole get back together okay. after the failed marriage yeah. on the cruise ship. And so this precedes the whole moving thing, which you're talking about. It's like in the middle of those two things. Okay. And again, Lorelai is like, you're back together <laughs> with Nicole and you didn't tell me. And he sees no reason why he should have told her, really. But then I thought that Rory made a really good point afterwards. She said, well, did you tell him about Jason? No, granted, they weren't dating yet. Um, Jason was still, like, wooing her into going out with him on a first date. Okay. But I love that Rory pointed out that Lorelai hid a lot of romances from Luke, too. And I think they both hid romances from each other because they had these underlying really really deep feelings that they didn't know how to unearth oh that's a good point and so they didn't share that part with that's each other a, good a lot point. and I think the other part I was thinking about too where this stands out yeah. is when Rachel comes back oh yeah and is living with him totally and I remember him saying something about like you know she the milk is somewhere else in the refrigerator. And I'm like, first of all, as someone who organizes the refrigerator, I totally get you, Lou. 
because if people move my milk, I'm like, hello, and I live with three other people. Right, you do. You have a lot of milk moving happening in your in your household. I do. But yeah. I think that just showed that he was so used to living alone, but not only that. It was representative. Now, yeah, but now if you're living with someone, what does it mean now to suddenly have people become layered into your life yeah. and have to change yourself and your behavior to fit? Right. And he said that he, he even said about Rachel, someone's always expecting me to yes. be there. And he was very kind of overwhelmed and shocked by this yes. idea right. that someone would yes. expect him to be home. Yeah, Luke. Sorry. Yeah. That's what it means. And don't we kind of see this show up a little bit when he first takes on Jess? Because he didn't think he needed to prepare anything <laughs> besides a blow-up bed. That's right. And cereal. and cereal. And he didn't think that he needed to really think about, how am I going to spend extra time with this troubled boy? Yeah. How am I going to kind of like get him on the right path? Mm-hmm. And and that plays out uh, and in the right community. He, he didn't contemplate that at all. No, Yeah. And it plays out when he doesn't even ask Jess where he's going. <laughs> right so it's like he's passing that <laughs> mentality down yeah like, that's you don't have true. to tell me where you're going right or it's like that's not how parenting works no so right. he doesn't Very understand true. this concept of communicating of letting people know what you're doing i mean so if true. my husband like goes in a different room i'm like where are you going <laughs> what are you doing can you please tell me i mean i'm like miss accountability <laughs> Like everyone communicate. I said that to you like, can you say hello when you announce, I mean, when you enter a room, can you announce yourself, please? (laughs) So tell me where you're That's because I get frightened really easily. (laughs) And if somebody appears and I didn't know they were there, I'm like, ah! I'm with you. That's why I can't have a cat. Anyway. (laughs) I'm with you. So, okay. So here's where we're going with Luke. So now the writers give us Jess. Even before Liz, which yeah. I think is really interesting, we get Jess. We, we do. know about Liz, obviously, because we know that Jess has a mother. Yes. And I think we see like a few phone calls with Luke and Liz. Mm-hmm. But we get Jess. Yeah. Then we get Liz. We yeah. get TJ. We get yeah. April. We yes. get Dula. Nicole. Like Yeah. Dula. <laughs> right. All the family. Like suddenly it's by true. the end of the series. I shouldn't say suddenly. By the end of the series, he has a very full family. Which That's is true. Kind of lovely. Very layered kind very of complex layered. family. Because even you could include Anna in that. Because sure. technically, they're co-parenting True. April or they're trying to co-parent right, April. Right, right. So he has this whole blended family situation going on. You're right. Whereas in the beginning, he had literally Nobody. no one. And then you really see him work through each and every one of these relationships and how they impact him and the way that this affects his relationship with Lorelai. Yes. So tell me more. How do you feel like that impacts his relationship with Lorelai? Do you want to talk a little bit about Liz first before we get into that? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The first time, right, we don't really, we hear about Liz when Jess comes on the scene, but kind of from afar. We don't meet her until season four after... Jess's kind of full run with the show is almost ended. You know, he comes back for a few more Mm -hmm. episodes. But her first episode um, is episode 12 of season four of Family Matter. Mm. And she's in for the high school reunion. And um, she tells Luke, hey, I'm doing really good now. I don't smoke pot anymore. I have a great new job. You know, I'm doing jewelry at the Renaissance Fair. And I have this boyfriend. and, And Luke 
dismisses her right away. He, he sure doesn't does. take it seriously because he's no. heard the story apparently many times before. You know, he's like, oh, let me guess. You have a new apartment. Yep. You have a new boyfriend. And it's great. Yes, I do. She's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And yeah, he's pretty tough on her. Yeah, he's very tough on and her. And she's like, oh, it's like Charlie Brown. Wait, who's the like the little brother sister? Oh, Sally? Sally. Oh. She reminds me of Sally. Sally. Just like Sue. Well, Sally. and Liz is always calling him Big, Big Brother. Brother. <laughs> Just like Sally, which, by the way, people hate. I know. All the fans out there hate how much okay, she calls I think him Brother. It's funny. There's like a compilation of all the times that she calls him Big Why brother. do I think it's, it's funny? It does get a little irritating after a while because <laughs> she says it in funny. moments where it's really unnecessary. I know. I must have a weird sense of humor. Yeah, sometimes it's <laughs> endearing. Sometimes it feels forced. It does. That's but and she, then she even waits for Luke to bring up the topic of Jess. She, she sure doesn't does. really say anything like, you know, I'm here to thank you for everything you did. Right? No, I'm here for reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And then she just kind of blows it off a little like, ah, he's young. Yeah. He's going to do what he's going to do. I can't control him. Must, and must be nice. you tried, but thanks anyway, type of thing. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I could not worry like Liz. Like, I need to just <laughs> feel some of Liz's energy of not worrying about my kids. I, yeah. and everything will be fine. I mean, she's <laughs> would be very, very opposite pole from where you are. Yes, yeah, very, very extreme. I don't think she worried about him. Not at all. Well, yeah, there's a lot to say about that. But yeah. then the next time we see Liz yeah. is she's coming back. Um, like she and TJ announced that they're getting engaged or that they're getting married rather. Okay. They're doing it in the town square mm-hmm. and they want Luke to be a part of it. Okay. So this kind of forces the family dynamic yes. together even more and just kind of wanders into the situation. Right. Okay. Yeah. So here's my theory on it. So Liz as Luke's sister is also his only friend and it's like really his only confidant. True. The minute that Liz is on the scene, yeah, she starts making these observations. Yeah. And I feel like if you blink, you can miss it. Mm-hmm. But we um, made notes about all these mm. things that she said about Lorelai and yeah. Luke. And if you put them together, it's like, ooh, okay, Liz really knew what was up. Right. So we're just going to go through these quickly for yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So um, there's I don't know if we have like episode numbers but I think it's when Lorelai and Liz first meet Liz is mm-hmm. driving Luke's truck yes and Lorelai runs up thinking that it's Luke yep um and in that moment in that conversation Liz says oh I thought you were the wife yeah and then says you look like his type yes so we're just like setting this up right and Lorelai's like oh no 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 that's no. not me I think yep. he actually was married at that point yep he um, was still married to Nicole yeah I think that was also a family matter. I think that was Liz's okay. whole first episode. That first episode. Okay. And I love that part, too, because, yeah, she talks about Luke being her hero. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai agrees. Mm-hmm. And then Lorelai says that Luke is one of the good ones, maybe the good one. So we, like, really set something up there. They did. They did. It was like Lorelai was forced. It's kind of like she she never had... A conversation with anyone else in town about Luke yes. the way she did with Liz. That's right. 
because of their brother-sister relationship, she was able to reflect and take a minute back and be like, oh, he really is. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. Maybe the mm-hmm. good one. Like they both really it saw was like, him. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. And then now we're skipping forward a little bit. I actually wrote this one down, season four, episode 13. At the end of the episode, Liz gives Luke earrings that she had just made. That's and right. she said, I just made these last night. You can give them to your wife or Lorelai, whoever. That's right. Like, whoa, okay, Liz. Right? She pretends to be casual about yeah. it, but it seems like she knew yes. there was something going on between these right? two. But, like, did she even observe them together at that point? I don't even know. Only a little bit, maybe at the Firelight Festival. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It's like real prophecy there. Yeah. Um, so that was cute. And yeah, you kind of noted this one. Yeah, there was one that. where just really a few episodes later when her wedding comes up and it's right before Liz and TJ's wedding, she has the wardrobe malfunction and they're at Miss Patty's and Lorelai is of course handy with the scissors and the sewing she so she goes back to kind of save the day and Liz says oh you're gonna make someone you know a great wife and and a great sister-in-law I love I was like oh that's really point blank right there Mm -hmm. very forward and and at this point Lorelai had kind of like she wasn't even positive if Luke was I'm gonna say this again wooing her because I don't have another word like courting wooing Uh, do you have an uh, (laughs) no I I go with wooing okay wooing and so I wonder what she thought in that moment yeah I mean I think Liz knew that Luke had asked her as his date yes so Liz right. is like, let's move this forward, right. people. Yeah, she let's sees them go. looking like a cute couple yeah. and being very like, in sync with each other. Yeah, I love that. So she, again, she's moving them forward. Yeah. And then there's moments throughout the series where we see Luke going to Liz as like a friend, as a confidant. Totally. And he actually talks to her. He does talk to her about his relationship with Lorelai, but also about some other things, like mm. when he finds out he's a father. Yeah. I love that conversation. It's a really good one. And it's interesting because he tells no one else. Nope. But Liz. And like, yeah. why do we think he's able to tell Liz before Lorelai? Yeah. I think it's not just because she's his sister. But because he views their relationship as kind of low stakes in the past, Mm -hmm. you know, when she first comes on the scene in season four, um, they admit that it's been like three years since they've seen each other in person. Right. So even though they grow closer together over seasons four through seven, um, we get to see this as the audience. But um, I think he views it as like she's kind of separate a little bit from all these other people the in, in my life, mm-hmm. you know, he wouldn't be able to go to like Taylor or Miss Patty mm-hmm. or Kirk in the same way. Cause they're so immersed in stars, hollow culture mm-hmm. and what's going on there. He, it's almost like he can't get an objective opinion from anyone else yeah. besides Liz. And he kind of, I guess like gets to remove a little bit of that pressure that someone else would put on him like Suki right you know would be like yeah you know which we we do see happen a little bit he tells her he kind of admits about the kiss and she's like yay Yay. you know cheering for it 
because but, her number one priority is Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Whereas like for Luke going to Liz, Liz's number one yeah. is Luke. Totally. And he doesn't really have anyone else like that in his life. No. Everyone needs someone like that. I That's know. what I love about the Liz character. It's true. Luke really needed she her. She provides emotional support that he otherwise wouldn't have. No. And yeah. it really does mature him. Yeah. Even in the way I really appreciate her nuance when he sits her down to have the conversation about April. Um, she He's kind of looking for someone to justify that it's okay that he not be involved in April's life. Yes. And he thinks Liz is going to do that for him right. because Liz has been sort of like a quote unquote absent mother, right? right? A little bit like she's framed as a neglectful mother. We're going to get into that in an episode about Ooh, motherhood yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gives him, she kind of gives him a raised eyebrow about, are yeah. you sure? I think well, she if like, you say okay. so, yeah, you know, she kind of pauses. She's skeptical Definitely. about that statement and she relays that to him. He doesn't want to see it or listen to it at that moment in time, but it's there. Yes. Definitely. She's providing not just a listening ear. She's providing a little bit of feedback and, yeah. and wisdom. Like who knew Liz could be wise. Okay. I have talked about TJ. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> One of your favorite okay, characters. Y'all. I love TJ. So many people hate him. And we will talk about that later too. I know. But I love TJ. TJ's funny. Such a well-written character. But I love when TJ finds out that Luke and Lorelai have broken up. Yeah. He's got to give Luke a hug. <laughs> He's like, we have to process this. Right. You have to come over tonight. Right. We're having dinner. Yes. Like, we're going to take care of you. Yes. And Luke's so uncomfortable, first of all, with telling TJ that they're broken up because he doesn't want to have to tell anyone. Nope. He just wants to keep it to himself. Yep. Like he's always done. (laughs) Then he goes to their house to drink white Russians. (laughs) Like who chose that drink? And then Liz is only drinking cream because she's pregnant. And it is funny. He got to make him the dinner. in on supporting yes. Luke. It reminds me of our Italian family. Exactly. Like, we We're are going to come over here. In. We're going to feed you. Yes. We're going to talk about this. Yeah. Even though you don't want to talk about it, doesn't matter. And then Liz is talking about the fact that Luke and Lorelai were yeah. never in sync. You're just never together. They talk about wormholes. Yes. You know, it gets kind of wacky in their way. But yeah. the heart is there yeah. that she's trying to like process their relationship with him and he's just really he is he like engages a little bit yeah but he's not really interested in doing that with them no like no thank you yeah she has some really good points in there and even though she gets a little science fiction on him (laughs) which is i feel like they have to do that because as we know the writers of gilmore girls can never let anything be fully serious they always have to make it kind of funny so she goes in on wormholes and and science fiction so she does lose him. But I love when she <laughs> said, she was like, and then when you found out you had a daughter, you didn't tell her. That's not normal, Luke. That's not how people in a healthy relationship act. I love that line. I'm like, <laughs> who? It's surprising because he thinks that Liz only has dysfunctional relationships. That's right. But guess what? She's probably had a lot more relationships mm. than Luke has had. And breakfast. it's funny that she has this sense of you know, what a healthy relationship is <laughs> and that Luke isn't doing it. So he doesn't want to hear it from her. No, he doesn't. It seems like um, Liz is more interested in communication in general than Luke is. Totally. 
Yeah, she she's and TJ actually to talk. talk. Maybe they fight, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. they still do it. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think if Liz hadn't come on the scene, do you think Luke and Lorelai would have gotten together eventually or no? I mean, I really feel like Luke didn't know how to make decisions and he didn't know how to process his feelings. Now, listen, I last episode we talked about a lot of weight being placed on women to like do things for men. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to make it like Liz fixed Luke Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or like Luke, you know, couldn't function without Liz. So I don't want to put this responsibility or weight on Liz. Yeah. But I love her role. I think just in being a confidant and being a sibling, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode that every person needs someone in their life who they can go to. Very true. And just that um, accountability. You know, when you have less people, you feel that untethered, like we Mm -hmm. talked about. Mm -hmm. And I think Luke is such a good example of that and how when you have people in your life to process all of these big things happening, it can help you mm-hmm. move forward with bigger decisions. Mm-hmm. And even to have people point out things that you might miss. Because yeah. life, when you're living it, is a little bit like fast and confusing when you have that yeah. person being like, hey, maybe you missed this sign. Yeah, Maybe that person likes you. Or why don't you give this a try? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that it really can help us. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my point in yeah. talking about Liz's relationship with Luke and how lovely yeah. that they're siblings. So cute, like, it to is. play out that sibling relationship Mm -hmm. especially because I think the way that Liz was written before the actress comes on the scene Mm -hmm. is um a little different yeah a little bit darker yeah a little bit like contentious that they really don't get along so I love the shift in her when she actually comes on yeah and maybe we can do a deeper dive into Liz in yeah, the future. Yeah, right. I like that they made her more three-dimensional than how yeah. she originally sounded, especially when Jess talked about her. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, we can, you know, talk about her more as a mother mm-hmm. in oh, future yeah. episodes. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. But yeah, what do you think? What do you think about my theory? Yeah, I think there's a lot of merit there. She was definitely, it seemed like she was a catalyst, and I think that, Liz and TJ's engagement and wedding gave Luke a lot of inspiration. Mm. I I went back to watch some of the episodes, the wooing at the end of season (laughs) four. I really love those last four episodes. They're so good. And the moment when he gets the self-help book, of course, was hugely important to him actually asking Lorelai to the wedding and following it up with a request for, you know, going out to the movies and everything, you know, like it finally set him on the path. But I think there were a couple other things. Yeah. That, that catalyzed that. And one was he and Lorelai had been talking at the post office. Remember when he was trying to get divorced from Nicole and she was also, uh, talking about her relationship with Jason ending which she hadn't, he didn't really know much about that relationship, right. but he was like, yep. oh, I kind of guessed. That's right. And um, so they're both commiserating about, are we ever really going to be with someone? Yes. Is it going to work out for us? Is it so much to ask, mm. you know, to have a partner? And so I think that inspired him, the self-help book, and, and then Liz and TJ's wedding. He's kind of like, all right, if my 
dysfunctional sister Liz <laughs> can make this work and and take life by the the horns. Yes. Then shouldn't I do that too? Yeah. Oh, that's, those are all really good points. <laughs> the, I love. Yeah, that she inspired him through her own actions. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's yeah. like I I love the moment when it's so beautiful when they get back when Lorelai gets back from the zucchini patch with she had been there with Suki and Michelle. Yep. If people don't remember, it's the inn's big opening and they're ba- they're babysitting the zucchini, <laughs> sleeping with the zucchini. And she comes back. She's kind of like, her hair is mussed. She's got stuff in it. And when he asks her out to the wedding, it's just this really sweet moment. It is. And you think, like, she doesn't totally know what's going on. Yes. But they're both coming to each other open for once. And I love seeing that kind of vulnerability between the two of them. That's so so true, especially for Lorelai, who's usually, like, in control of everything and knows what is going on around her. True has her goals and yeah, reaches she was them. not in control of him yeah. pursuing her. You're so right about <laughs> the vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wonder if Lorelai knew how much Liz was in her corner. I <laughs> if know. she realized that. I wonder. Yeah. I do think the sister-in-law comment might have tipped right? her off. Yeah. At the wedding. So sweet. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it turns out Liz is pretty important. She was. To our, one of our favorite romances. And TJ. <laughs> oh, and TJ. TJ love. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, TJ. We'll talk about you soon. All right. Before we wrap up, this is a segment we like to call You Got Totsied. Just like the scent of Totsie's perfume just never quite leaves your clothes, Gilmore Girls never quite leaves our brains. So let's talk about how Gilmore showed up in our lives this week. How about you? Okay, so, well, I had to move my daughter out of college, Mm. and I was running solo on this one. Mm. (laughs) I do have a minivan, which is lovely, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't help but think about when it was one season when Rory was driving her stuff back and forth slowly, and I think Lorelai says is this really the way you want to do it? Like piecemeal? Wouldn't you rather do it all at once? Yeah. And she says, yeah, I don't really want to repeat that time we rented the U-Haul and something alluding to getting stuck under a bridge or yes. something. And I was just thinking like, yeah, you're oh, never going to so catch true. me renting a U-Haul. That is not never. Right? I'm never driving one of those things. <laughs> I would like drive back and forth like 20 times before I would rent. <laughs> right. So funny that you say the thing about mo- going under the bridge when... When Andy and I lived in Boston, and if if any of you know Boston, uh-huh. you know on Sturrow Drive, the clearance is not high. No. And we were getting on with the U-Haul, and suddenly he saw the sign, like, clearance is eight feet or whatever, and he was like, terror. And he just, like, like got off really, really quickly into Alston or Cambridge oh or whatever. Oh, my gosh. It was a close call, though. Oh and I was driving behind him in my car. So I was like, where's <laughs> where he going? going? I was like, oh my gosh, it wasn't going to fit. You would not have been the only one. To I know. I wonder Star how many U-Hauls get stuck on Star <laughs> Drive every week. How about you? Yeah, mine was mine was small, but just kind of <laughs> funny. So my seven-year-old loves Arthur. Oh, um, Arthur is on PBS Kids, and they have books, and they have the show. They're on the app. Of course, now Arthur's everywhere. She listens to his podcast and all this stuff. I'm sorry. Arthur has a podcast? Arthur has a podcast. Okay, excuse me. Who doesn't have a podcast these days? <laughs> <laughs> so 
so meta. Okay. But anyway, she's watching this episode and they were building a giant pizza. I think I remember that. And I was like, this I is just like Gilmore oh Girls. Gosh. When Rory made a giant, she wanted to make the world's largest pizza for yes. Lorelai's birthday. And I love all the back and forth she had with Joe and so um, what's his name? Yeah. I don't remember his name, but he either. shows up in Mrs. Maisel too, that actor <gasps> he does. who runs the pizza place. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he okay. does. And anyway, I love all the back and forth she has with them about building the pizza. And they're like, okay, we're brainstorming. It's just so funny. It's it's good writing. And anyway, it it, it just had that same visual in Arthur of the giant pizza. I think we had that in like a book. Really? Yes. You're just like bringing memories back to me. You got to give it to us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Arthur. (laughs) Shout out to Arthur's (laughs) podcast. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. Do you love Gavin Gilmore with us? While you're listening to this episode, we would love if you could leave us a review so that we can reach more Stars Hollow junkies and super fans. It's really the best way to share our show with other people. It would mean so much to us. And of course, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next time. Copper boom. Boom.